0: Welcome back, Abby. Oh, okay. We are be our rolling. <laughs> I don't know
1: if you are gonna give a big spiel. No. Okay. Welcome back.
0: Yeah. Welcome back to Who Cares, our podcast, which we talk about random shit at all times. All right. Um, just to get into logistics, because I always have to start with that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, again, always visit anchor.fm slash who cares pod for links to everything, except our Instagram link, which does not work. I cannot figure out why it doesn't work. It just doesn't. So if you're looking for our Instagram for updates on every what our episodes are going to be, when they're coming out, go to at who cares underscore pod. Also, Ooh. you can send voice messages to us now from yeah. our website, which I just discovered and posted about in the Instagram. So if you want to send us a voice message, go to our website and you could be featured in another episode mm-hmm, of our mm-hmm, podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: We got we got one so far, but we're not going to play them this episode. Sorry, no. Dom. I know you're probably so excited to hear your voice message. That's for next um, episode. But we will probably start doing them next episode, so be excited.
0: Yeah. All right. We have a guest on the podcast hey! for the first time. Our friend Lena is Hi. here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Lena. I've been friends with Jake and Abby for a while longer I mean, with me yeah i've known abby since
3: sixth <laughs> grade. a little
0: too long if you ask me but i
3: know we're <laughs> yeah, about to read our
2: expiration date <laughs> um but i've known abby since sixth grade and then i met jake freshman year of high school know,
0: it's, Sling. so Sling. It's, Sling. it's been
2: a minute yeah
0: it's been a minute and look at us now I know. We're losers.
2: Today. <laughs> yeah i know losers
0: recording a losers. podcast <laughs> also <together. laughs> abby we're not in the saga's public library today
1: no we're in jake's house and let me give you the exact address of jake's house so I'll, everyone You're gonna dox send, me yeah i'm gonna dox you right now or
2: send fan mail
1: yeah oh. a bomb <laughs> i was gonna say it's like the mail bomb thing
3: on, like there's
1: a museum we'll have to get a p.o box there's a museum where like it's like would you be a mailbox bomb victim and I've like seen, everyone I've been is there. a have been there.
3: You were, in, been, right? where where were you, you a it?
2: victim yeah Aww. wait where is
0: that it's in washington DC. dc i'm
2: going there it's, a, oh my God, it's um you know what it
0: is go. it's the spy museum this, okay it's so good okay, it's so good okay. i okay. if you're going to dc okay. i highly recommend going to the spy museum 100 okay. We'll okay so as usual we all have starbucks we're gonna rate the starbucks for the okay. day because lena's our special guest we'll let her go first
2: okay so this is one of the new starbucks drinks and it's the chocolate cream cold brew. It's only four words, so it's great to order. <laughs> um, it's, just so, it's just so bomb because I'm a big chocolate fan. I actually prefer it to vanilla. And mm-hmm. I've been drinking the vanilla sweet cream cold brew for like my whole life. So now I have the chocolate one. And I like it a lot better. It's less sweet. It's more my, my palate. Rate it out of 10. Rate it out of 10. Oh, today, like 10 out of 10. Oh.
0: Someone from We've I- never <laughs> had a 10 out of 10 Damn. on the podcast, Well, guys. that's
2: because... Well, it was not because, but it was just funny because someone from high school was the person at the drive-through, and it was like really awkward. So oh, I thought it was funny. Okay, yeah. so that was why it was
1: really Sorry. good because it was yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Abby. Okay, um, today mine's slightly disappointing because <gasps> I noticed Jake got himself a straw and he didn't get me a straw when he knows you didn't I like straws. did ask for a straw. Jake, I have a straw I was in my with you I have straws in my car. I was with you yesterday, and you know I like straws. Listen. (laughs) But anyways, besides the whole straw thing, it's like, it's good. I give it a 7 out of 10. Nothing special.
3: Okay. Good.
0: I'm really disappointed in mine today. (laughs) I'm not going to lie.
2: It just keeps getting worse. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Last episode, I talked about the proportions of oat milk versus cold brew, because it's supposed to be half, Mm -hmm. like oat milk, half coffee. Like, look at this. Look how black it oh, is. Oh, that's
1: all coffee. It's
0: all coffee. It's not bad because, I mean, I like coffee, but should have had more oat milk in it. So I'll give it a six out of 10.
1: I like how you hid it in a koozie for that reveal yeah. when, like, nobody but us can see the coffee. Yeah, <laughs> <like>, I wasn't
0: <gasps> hiding it for the reveal. I was <laughs> using my koozie.
1: <laughs> it looked like you you were hiding it for a reveal.
0: Yeah. All uh, right. Whatever.
1: Current events. Current events.
0: Current events. We always do current events on the podcast. We're making a regular thing. We have three current events. Adele has announced her rescheduled residency dates. Me and Lena were talking about this the other day. So her residency, which if people aren't aware of the whole Adele controversy that happened, was it like four months ago or something like that? It was like last semester, Probably. definitely. Yeah, it was last yeah. semester. So basically Adele, the like the day of, you see either the day before the day of, canceled her all her like vegas residency shows that were gonna be happening because she didn't think the production was good enough
2: which you You, know what you know what i thought it was because her whole team had covid that was like something that was said Hmm. that her whole team had covid so (laughs) she just had no one to work the show
3: Mm.
0: regardless it was canceled and so the residency is now set to run from november 18th to march 23rd there are eight new shows that have been added to the original and twenty-four rescheduled dates, according to her website. So, if you're interested in going to see Adele if it's not sold out, check your calendars because I just gave you the dates.
1: Adele, I, I don't like. I don't think it's bad that she has a Vegas residency. I just think that's a like person that I wouldn't think of having a Vegas residency. I feel like Adele. I feel one like of Vegas the... is more showy, and mm-hmm. she's I was like, about to say that. Mm, yeah. Like, I feel
0: like Adele is just the type of artist. She just needs, like, a piano and just, yeah, to, like, yeah, yeah. stand there and kind of just, like, do her thing.
1: Like, Katy Perry, she had a fucking toilet on the she stage
0: had a toilet. She, she literally had a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, dancing on stage. I don't think stage. Adele will have that. I hope she does. <laughs> <laughs> our next current event.
1: <laughs> <I said> so. <laughs>
3: anyways. So, anyways. Our
0: next current event. Britney Spears is rumored to make her big comeback with Elton John in a reimagined Ooh. duet of Tiny Dancer which music insiders are claiming is going to be the song of the summer and is said to be dropping next month, which I'm very excited about. I'm
1: just so happy for her. I'm very happy for Britney. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even if it's – listen, it's Tiny Dancer, so it's probably going to be good. Mm -hmm. But even if it's bad, I'm just going to keep
2: streaming it because I care for her. Just give her the money that she deserves. Yeah.
0: Give her the streams. I hope
2: it's very Britney-esque in which it's Mm. like so like – auto auto-tuned and like just very <laughs> pop and yeah. just very like very britney yes. yeah yeah like she better be like it's britney bitch in like the middle <laughs> of the time like-
0: see i feel like it's gonna be like a weird mix because If you know anything about Britney Spears, a lot of her early music was, like, her voice is influenced by, like, her team and the people Mm -hmm. around her, Mm -hmm. and she didn't really want to sing the way she wanted to sing. Right. So I feel like now that she's, like, out of the conservatorship, it's going to be a little bit different, because she's going to have, like, creative freedom to sing how she probably wants to.
1: Which is awesome. But I
0: also want to hear Britney's, just, I want to see, I want to hear her voice again.
1: Yeah, because she does have a very, like, iconic voice. It's very iconic. it's very, Mm. like, recognizable. And
0: Glory was good. Her most recent album that came out six years ago i liked it i'm sorry
1: (laughs) most recent album six six years years ago
0: ago. speaking of albums
1: good segue that was a good segue
0: speaking (laughs) of albums beyonce has released renaissance finally we've been waiting abby talk about it
1: it's too good i've already it's an album where i'm afraid to shuffle it because Mm. it's just like like, a straight listen is just so good. Like, honestly, no skips. The it's a way body the, of work. Yeah. The way the songs flow into each other. Oh, The transition from energy to break my soul literally mm-hmm. made me, like, break my soul, like, a hundred times. Am I saying it wrong?
0: No, I'm just listening okay,
1: to you. you were Abby, making give me, me the creases. dirtiest look. You gave no. me a dirty look. No. It made me, like, break my soul, like, a lot better within the context <laughs> of the whole album.
0: I love it. Mm. It was very good so Lena far. it's my it. favorite. I have
2: not. Um, I'm gonna plead the fifth because I don't want to <laughs> dig a hole for myself. Okay.
0: I think that is homophobic the fact that Lena has not listened to Beyonce's new album, but regardless, Say I mean, I guess Anyways, I'll still be friends so with her. On one I one guess co- I'll still be friends with Lena. I'll think <laughs> um, about it.
1: On one of the car rides, she's just gonna end up listening to the whole album because we're we'll just be playing. I was again. gonna break my
2: soul. Congratulations, girl. That was
0: a <laughs> single. I would hope you listen to it. <laughs> All right. Introducing the topic of the episode, rom-coms.
1: Woo. Woo. <laughs> rom-coms. Muted, muted woos for rom-coms from us.
0: <laughs> I know, but I'm scared to yell into the microphone. That's the thing. I don't want to. Woo.
2: That's how I feel about rom-coms. Same. Okay. Love I it. specifically did I request? You did, to request, be on this Yep?: Topic, right. So, that's why I'm here today cuz they're actually talking about something good for once. <laughs> well (laughs) because girl we made the first podcast about taylor swift she's she's quite controversial yeah she is is controversial (laughs) right now
0: listen i didn't put her on the current events for a reason right now because i have to reevaluate i have to reevaluate her um (laughs) her pollution but
2: eat the rich yeah
0: yeah Mm. actually yeah. yeah she spilled but um rom-coms have had like a gorilla <laughs> grip on our friend group for so long Truly. for years we've just been eating them shit
3: up mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: anybody want to comment on that
2: um i grew up watching rom-coms uh they're my favorite genre of movie i know when i say that people are like "Ugh, like rom-coms that's your favorite and i say yes it's i used to say it's a guilty pleasure but like why the fuck would i feel, guilt don't for feel guilty? don't feel guilty about right, your pleasure that's what i'm saying so yeah, as mm-hmm. I matured, I've grown to love rom coms even more.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Lena is also living a rom com right now because she is the only one at the table with a significant other. Me and Abby are the only single <laughs> ladies okay, at the Jake, table. I didn't
1: say you could put that into the
0: podcast. <laughs> Too bad we're making it real for the people. Jake, out there. we need
1: to talk about this before we start recording. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>
3: about- <laughs> I'm
0: dead.
1: Um, yeah.
0: All right, Abby. <laughs>
1: Abby. Um, I really I like. I don't know. I think I was the same as Lena, where, like, I think throughout, like, high school and middle school, I was kind of like, oh, I don't really like rom-coms that much. Like, I didn't want to, like, admit that I like them because, I don't know, there's something, like, people make it to be, like, something, like, shameful. And I'll tell you I'm why. Young.
2: Because who are wa- <laughs> rom-coms catered
1: for? Women.
2: Specifically, young women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And She's it's just... It's always the same thing where it's not like good. it's so unrealistic. That's not how life is, and Star Wars is, and fucking Marvel is. Like, leave me
1: alone. I, I This is just a thing in general. I hate when people call movies unrealistic because it's like, yeah, of course no they, they are. Movie. Watch <laughs> a CCTV
2: <laughs> if you want. Like,
1: watch the
0: History <laughs> yeah, Channel. Watch the History like, Channel if you yeah. want real shit.
1: Yeah, yeah okay. even documentaries. They like right. they like manipulate them in right. a certain way. Documentaries yeah. are o- almost
2: always biased.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely, mm-hmm. they're geared towards a certain side of the story 100%
2: exactly
0: exactly if I
2: want a kiss in the rain scene I'm gonna watch one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and who's to say nobody has kissed in the rain right
0: I haven't
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right all right let's not dig a hole of pity (laughs) (laughs) let's transition into something else I'm going to talk about a little, a small little history about. Because Abby's the historian
0: on the podcast. I'm a
1: historian because I got a five on A Push. She also mm-hmm. won
2: the History Award. I did.
0: She did. I forgot I
3: about did. that. That was a
1: sleigh. It was a sleigh. Oh. I should have won the English one too, but yeah, they didn't but... want to give me two awards. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> um, rom coms are actually widely believed to sort of stem from Shakespeare's works. Um, Which actually makes a lot of sense when Mm -hmm. you consider how a lot of popular rom coms are like literally just like. He's the original rom com king. Yeah, yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. Because there's like She's the Man and 10 Things I Hate About You. And obviously those are just like direct remakes. But like beyond remakes, like a lot of the tropes he sort of makes in his plays, like just sort of like carry over into a lot of the tropes. Like love triangles. Yes. 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 Like, um taming of the shrew that's sort of enemies to lovers Ugh. type of yep. thing
0: that was yep. 10 things i yep. hate about you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. watched recently very good yes oh,
1: you watched it for the first time for the recently. first oh, time my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so good oh, i rewatched it recently and it's just it's so good it's it so good so thank amazing. you shakespeare for 10 right. things i hate about you um and then after shakespeare it's sort of like goes in the back burner for a little bit yeah. sort of the rom-com and then it makes a comeback in the form of silent films Woo-woo. Woo um one notable one is sherlock jr with buster keaton i had to watch it twice for a film school it's actually a very good movie it's like 40 minutes long it's a cute little movie and it's actually pretty cool um so i would actually recommend that i said actually so many times oh my god um but actually though actually Actually, (laughs) and then after um silent films it really started to pop off with the advent of talkies because when you start to add um dialogue beyond just like the little cards that pop up every now and then in silent films like it gives you more for that like sort of wittiness that you have with a lot of romantic comedies Mm -hmm. like i feel like a lot of romantic comedies tend to have like very memorable sort of like iconic lines. Mm -hmm. Like the 10 things I hate about you poem. So (laughs) fucking uh, good. Yes, yes. Uh, Everyone everyone knows it. it. (laughs) Um, There's from Moonstruck. I know there's one line I always repeat. I don't even know if it's like an iconic line, but when Cher goes, snap out of it.
0: (laughs) 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 Cher, I always say. All right. This isn't in a bad way not to like derail the conversation. When, she, when I found out she won an Academy Award for that performance, it's not that I couldn't believe it, but I felt like Cher was just playing herself in that movie. Exactly. And, and that's why it, she deserved it. an Academy Award. Mm, yes.
1: And then also, I think of a lot of Clueless, it's just like very, like a lot of the lines are like mm. a big part of why it's so memorable. So iconic. Um, and then with talkies came a, the little genre of screwball comedies, which is sort of like a little like, beginning genre of um, rom coms. Um, One of the ones that I can think of is What's Up Doc with Barbara Streisand. It's a cute little one. If you haven't watched it ever, I actually very highly recommend it. Um, And a lot of the wit actually in these movies is sort of like given to the woman character. So again, it's like back where we go to like, it's sort of for the girlies. It's for the girlies. The girls are being the smart one in this movie. And the guys are sort of like, you know, they're a bit more one dimensional. We just want them to like be our cool little love interest um 70s we got sex comedy Woo woo! Yep. because we're getting sexually liberated let's the 70s go. were an
0: interesting time but in sitcoms too like the first thing that comes to my mind is have you ever seen all in the family i'm assuming no i actually all
1: have in not. the
0: family is very like for the time i feel like it was like like the conservative like tv in like the 60s kind of like transition and mm. it was very much like putting like Different kinds of like crazy top, not crazy topics, but like crazy for the time. Like they no, were seen yeah, before like exactly race, sex, gender, like religion, yeah. like everything.
1: Like so. the movie example I put for the sex comedy is a movie called Harold Harold and Maud. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this movie, a teen, like a twenty year old, like young kid in his twenties, falls in love with a grandmother, oh like an old old woman, and it deals a lot about. It's like a little bit of a rom-com but it also deals mostly with like existentialism (laughs) Um,
3: oh my god
1: but that's what i'm talking about like we're sort of getting seeing movies like that where like there's a little bit of a like um subjects that like haven't been touched before on starting to be touched on
3: Mm
1: -hmm. um and then 80s and 90s I just think we get a lot of the classic sort of rom-coms. Like this is like the peak. Yes. This yeah. is, I think what people the probably era. consider the golden era. The of Renaissance, rom-coms. if you will. Um, the two examples I have are *16 Candles* and *Sleepless in Seattle*. Um, but there are just like so many movies that I can. I Haven't seen of either,
0: of either of those actually. Really. I know.
2: *16 Candles* the one with um... uh John Hughes one with Molly Ringwald. Yeah. I feel like I did watch it. I just forget what happens in it.
3: <laughs> it's okay. Moving I mean, Like
1: cars,
2: like these are classic ones. Anyone knows, and both of you yeah, are like, you I named, I don't like know.
3: the worst examples
1: <laughs> from the Girl, I was Girl, I, was, I, I wasn't even a thought. Right. All right, all right. But I just think um a lot of the tropes we sort of associate with rom coms sort of come from like this era of movies. Like this was just like the golden time for rom coms. Um, And then I think they, like, continue to trend into the 2000s, but it sort of starts to die down a little bit. Like, audiences aren't really showing up for a rom-com like they would have before. There's not really, like, I think, like, a... Like, John Hughes, I feel like, is a very notable director that did a lot of, like, rom-com and stuff like that. I don't think we have any directors like that in this sort of era. Um, We do get some good ones still. I'm not going to, like for the 2000s. yeah 13 going on 30 and One she's a man um still very good movies but just you know they're not getting the same i feel like they're very good now but i feel like you know back then they weren't getting the same sort of acclaim that they got right now um and then at the 2010s I think, <laughs> um <laughs>
0: yeah we're not gonna talk actually we are gonna talk about yeah, it we have
3: to, because we don't <laughs> want to pretty crucial.
1: Yeah. Personally, I think the reason that they start to die down in the 2010s is that there's not much innovation that people are bringing to the genre. Right. Like, we're sort of seeing, like, the exact same things that we've always been seeing. He's
2: the man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. And it's Addison not bringing Ray. back in. The, actually, the example I had is that in 2011, two movies came out with the exact same premise. Mm-hmm. Friends with Benefits with Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake And no strings attached with (laughs) Ashton Kutcher, which are the exact same thing. They're just like, oh, friends with benefits, and now we're in love with each other because it Mm -hmm. failed. It is a
0: common trope, but the same year, the same year, and especially
1: Mila and Ashton. Like the fact that both of them were in two separate ones is kind of funny. Like, but that's what I just just what I mean when I say like we're not seeing much cool things coming from the genre. Um, but now I sort of think there's a bit of a resurgence. I think definitely. there's definitely some attempts at innovation now, and I think they can be good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the good I put are To All the Boys I've Loved Before, Love, so Simon, I- and there's a new one coming out later this year called Bros with Billy Eichner that looks really good. I could be an end up being in the bad one, but it does look yeah. really good and promising at the I moment. I do have a
0: gripe with Love, Simon, because I read the book and have seen the movie. Mm-hmm. The book is so much better Mm, so much better love simon it's like they drained any like gayness from the movie and Mm. made a movie like a gay movie for straight people that's
3: that is my gripe with that movie
0: even the the title sorry to interrupt that's (laughs) okay no i was (laughs) interrupting you but (laughs) but even the title because the title of the book was um simon um versus the homo sapiens agenda which is like a play on when like um homophobic people say that there's like the gay agenda Mm -hmm. So they literally took that like clever title and just washed it out right, with right. a horrible, boring <laughs> title mm-hmm. of a movie. Mm-hmm.
1: I did put it in good, but I do agree that Love Simon is mid.
2: Um I At just most. I
0: think it's it's like it's like lighthearted.
1: It
2: is. It's, it's cute. It's cute. But it's very mid. But like you said, it's a gay movie for straight people. Yes. I definitely that's a good way to summarize it. If you're coming um, out to your yeah. mom,
0: show it to your mom. <laughs> that's my best advice to
2: you. Yeah. Um this is part of innovating rom-coms mm-hmm. i think the only way it has been innovated thus far is just diversity wise yeah that's exactly great. right, right. You So you notice like the, the good right. ones i put yeah so that, i feel like and that's crazy because that's like a hundred years worth of straight white movies so i'm glad that rom-coms still exist because gay people people of color deserve to be seen and love on tv yeah, yeah. i i yeah.
1: agree because like when i was watching like some of the older rom-coms in pre- in preparation for this podcast like there really isn't a lot of diversity in rom-coms no. like mm-hmm. at all like we really truly haven't started seeing it until like very recently
0: yeah one i haven't seen but i know it's very very good and well received and we were gonna watch it last I night abby anywhere. was over last night we almost watched it but we watched pretty woman instead we were going to watch Crazy Rich Asians.
3: <laughs> we
0: do not hate diversity. We are torn. We just don't, <laughs>
3: don't
2: want to watch it. <laughs> no. Yeah,
0: we, we watched Pretty Woman last night. Yeah. But we almost watched Crazy Rich Asians, which I might watch tonight because I want to see it very badly and read the book because I heard um, I heard both were very, very good.
1: Yeah. Um, and some of the bad innovation I put going back to like innovation in recent movies is Kissing Booth and After. And the reason I call these innovative is because I think they start to deal with technology modern technology that we didn't have that's a good point back in other like back in the olden times
2: um <laughs> it, but it's just the modern technology being <laughs> watt pod
1: <laughs> yeah it's I, just uh, it's just bad technology but even like within the use of the movie i feel like they try to like incorporate like teen slang right. or like stuff like that. Yeah. And it just doesn't
0: it doesn't work, work very
1: it doesn't well.
2: <laughs> Translate into no, romance no. very
1: well. I, yeah. And another reason I think these ones are especially bad just within like the rom com genre in, in general is just the characters are just awful and unlikable. I like I feel like something very important I've noticed when watching all these rom coms is that both the characters have to be likable in some way and they have to have sort of like something outside of the like romance that they're dealing
2: with
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: i think a lot of the heart is missing because yeah. we
0: do have a two-party system in america but the one thing do that we- unites <laughs> them the one thing that unites <laughs> people in america is joey king hatred
1: yeah sorry to my girl joey king
2: did y'all watch the act i did come on <laughs> you
3: can't hate uh, but for the after movies
0: because me and lena had a tradition to watch the after movies together because of Mm. how horrible they were the movie was so bad especially the second one the second movie was so bad (laughs) I was convinced there was Fucking somebody,
2: Trevor. Fucking <laughs> Trevor.
0: There was a woman. It was um what's his name? What's the main character's name? See this is how Harden. heart what is his name?
2: Harden. Harden. Harden.
0: Harden. Okay. Hardin. See this yes. is how forgettable this movie is. I can't even remember the main character's name. Well
1: you have to just think of his Harry mom, Styles. His <laughs> mom.
0: I was convinced the woman playing his mom was an American doing a horrible British accent and because it was that bad because she was such a bad actress i was convinced she was doing a terrible accent turns out she is a british actress she's just bad at acting yeah
1: Mm -hmm. and of course hardin's a fucking nepotism baby Yep. is he yeah like the actor yeah Yeah. oh i didn't know that his i think uncle is ray fines he's Voldemort. oh
3: (laughs) i actually didn't know that
1: i was like no you (laughs) do know him I don't know if he's his uncle, but he's very yeah, closely yeah, related okay. to him somehow. So, of course, he's not going to be good yeah. because he's a epicism baby. didn't Are have to related work. To Baltimore and a
2: Voldemort, and that's all you can get? The after series? like That's pretty <laughs> crazy.
0: <laughs>
3: oh right.
1: Well, obviously, he's not a good actor, so I think he's lucky to at least get the after series. He got something.
0: And the after series was based on a Harry Styles fan fiction. Mm-hmm. That's how it originally started. And you can tell watching this movie that this man is somewhat inspired by Harry Styles just the way he dresses and
3: I
2: thought you were gonna say it's very apparent that it was written by <laughs> a teenage girl I don't think she was a teenager when she wrote it I think she's a little bit older. I, but I think she was is an, is an adult woman even worse it's, it's and worse. That's crazy because it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a man written by a woman but he fucking sucks yeah, <laughs> well, I, suck. think, yeah. I
1: think that says a lot about what oh, certain women yeah. want oh, nowadays yeah. I, I'd agree with which you isn't yeah. great I think yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah it says a lot about um, again, toxic like relationships the, like the
1: kissing <laughs> booth like Jacob Elordi's Character is toxic as fuck. He just and loves where's to the, play
3: a toxic where's the
2: already hate. Oh, the, there's no hate for him. Sorry, <laughs> he took part in the same movie as Joey King. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, but now he's doing good stuff. <laughs> okay.
3: All
1: right. And I think he's hot. So. <laughs>
0: he is hot. I'm sorry.
1: Sorry to Joey King. <laughs> no, no. All right, what but it bef- is about? Oh. Huh? oh. Never mind. Go ahead, Jake. I was just trying <laughs> to transition.
0: Oh, same. Look at us, like-minded. Just to transition, before we talk about our favorite rom coms, I have I found this little paragraph and I feel like it perfectly just describes the rom com genre at its finest. The romantic comedy genre is considerably far more relaxed in comparison to its more intense competing genres. There is no gripping feeling of visceral visceral fear found in a horror movie. Or the pulse-pounding action that thrums through stories of adventure. The absence of an overly complicated origin story in the romantic comedy genre is what contributes to the... I can't even say that fucking word at this point. I was too distracted by lean. I'm getting up. (laughs) (laughs) Plotlines are fairly mainstreamed and direct. They explain themselves with clear, uninterrupted narratives and are easy to digest. Yada, yada, yada. So basically... Rom-coms are just easy to watch, and they just grab at a very wide array of audiences, as shown by last night. Because I was able to watch Pretty Woman with my whole family, and nobody complained, and, and everybody loved nobody's it.
1: nobody's a prostitute. It's not like we can deeply relate to it. We just love the love.
0: Just love love. want
1: to be desired. Yeah. All right, what are each of our favorite rom-coms and why? This is
2: a tough one for me because it changes so often. It's like I have my, my OG that I can always go back to, but then I have ones where it's like, it just, I don't know. I just have too many favorites, so you guys are going to have to start for this one.
0: Okay, okay Abby can start because Abby has like a favorite favorite. Yeah,
2: I also have honorable mentions
1: that I'm going <laughs> to do before my favorite because it's like kind of like a leading up to it. Um, honorable mention confessions of a shopaholic if you have not seen this movie i have never seen it it's so good it's about this woman who like has a shopping addiction Mm -hmm. and she accidentally becomes like an editor for um a business newspaper even though she wants to be an editor for a fashion newspaper Mm -hmm. and so she falls in love with the um guy who's running the business newspaper but like while that is happening she's also trying to fight her shopping addiction because she's <laughs> literally like going broke oh like <laughs> she's, she's just like so me funny. yeah she's, she's just funny like you say me. that there
0: because is. when i was looking up tropes for like romantic comedies somebody brought up a good point that like a lot of the female characters are like magazine editors journalists yeah. they're right, always yeah. like working in some form of media for some reason and i'm not sure why that is
2: because people like to see a working woman because before it was I like agree. the damsel in distress getting but like you why know, that specific job feet. Like you think, can be a
0: working woman in a variety of fields.
2: I
1: think that's an easy enough job where you don't have to do a lot of research about the job. You Actually, can just be like point. she's an editor. But also
2: it's like a little bit more relatable because it's like an office job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so plus it, a lot it, of those jobs are in the, the city. So
0: they yeah, have a yeah, reason yeah. for these women mm-hmm. to be living in the city. A
2: cosmopolitan life. Yes. It
1: does make sense in this context of the movie, though, because she is like her identity is very close with fashion. Uh, yeah. So that does make sense. Yeah, yeah. But it's a very good movie. Um another. Two honorable mentions that I kind of put back to back are Ella Enchanted and Enchanted. Mm. Um I love Excellent them choices. I love them so much. Solid. But there's just so much going on that I don't know if I want to entirely call them a rom-com just cuz yeah. they dip a lot in a lot of other genres
0: like fantasy, yeah, 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 yeah fantasy esque yeah. One of them is Disney. Actually, mm. are both of them Disney? Ella Enchanted.
1: Enchanted's Disney, Ella Enchanted is. But not it not okay. was
2: it did play on the Disney Channel yes. because that's okay. where I watched it for some. They got
0: rights.
1: Another honorable mention. Clueless. I mean, I have to agree yeah, with yeah, you. Classic. Like,
0: it's not entirely a rom-com. Mm. It has a lot of rom-com elements. She does have a love interest, yes. but it's very like teen, high school, like mm-hmm. based.
1: Because I feel like a majority of it is sort of Cher finding herself, yes. a coming of age yes. tale, yes. rather than perfect. a majority of it perfect. being mm-hmm. about um, her love interest with Paul, Brad,
2: her ex-stepbrother. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I. There's a lot of controversy whether she should be like romantically interested in him. They were step siblings for like a year, and they didn't know each other very close.
0: Yeah, when I watched that movie for the first time, I definitely had like mixed feelings about it because I was like, should I be rooting for them? Because they were step siblings.
2: (laughs) I was not rooting for them in a sense that she was in high school and he was in college. Like they were.
0: Mm, That's
1: that's (laughs) so that was kind of weirder. yeah. Yeah,
2: he was like midway through college. Yeah. So
1: maybe that's why I consider it less of a rom-com and more, more of a coming of age. age. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, and my last honorable mention is But I'm a Cheerleader.
0: I've heard of this. I've yes. not it's seen good.
2: it. Yes. It's good. So, it's like, I it's was, camp.
1: I was talking about innovation, but this one really came before a lot of the recent ones we're seeing. Um, and it's sort of like, uh, it's a bit, again, it's sort of why I didn't consider it mainly a rom-com. It's a bit of a coming of age sort of thing, mm-hmm. too. Where um, a woman gets sent to a conversion camp. But, like, it's sort of Slay. like. F- like, RuPaul is one of the. Count- <laughs> 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 RuPaul is legit one of, like, the camp counselors and stuff. Um, and it's a very, like funny little cute movie it's pretty quirky yeah, yeah but there is-, the gay there is a love story in it that's actually extremely cute and the ending of it is very very cute i don't want to like spoil anything because you two haven't seen it
2: i've seen it oh Jake has not seen
0: it, it. Yeah, no. seen it.
1: No. but the in ending movies? is very, very yeah it's cute. very fun
0: yeah because here's the thing about rom-coms i love rom-coms but i'm sort of like not as I haven't been exposed to the genre as much as Lena and Abby have, I feel. I watched four rom coms this week uh, in preparation oh, I for this episode. Not like in your life. Not <laughs> in my life. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was
1: going to be like, Jake, why are we doing this?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm definitely very invested in rom coms. I got to watch some more.
1: All right. And now, my favorite rom com of all time
0: Moonstruck. This surprised me because when I was watching it, I didn't get like, this would be Abby's favorite.
1: I okay I am gonna I'm gonna like give a little background about it but also I'll explain why I love it so much um so it stars Cher and Nicolas Cage two people you wouldn't think would ever be in
0: a movie together I went on HBO Max and I saw Cher and Nicolas Cage together my jaw kind of hit the floor I was not expecting that at all
1: and you wouldn't expect them to work so well together but they do they do they really work well together um, and Cher also won Best Actress for this movie. It was, I believe, Incredible, her first like Best Actress Oscar. She got nominated before.
2: I was gonna be like, does she have more? Was
3: she nominated? Was it she The was... Mask? No, no, no,
2: she not <laughs> The Mask. Listen, I think it's I controversial,
0: think... but it it hit theaters and was pretty popular back in the day.
1: She was definitely nominated for something before this, um, but this was her, I believe, second nomination and okay. what she actually won for. Um, she also won it along with Olympia Dukakis for Best Supporting Actress and also won Best Original Screenplay. Wow. And it was nominated for quite a few things at it's the Oscars that movie. year. It's a hilarious movie.
0: It deserved Best yeah. Original Screenplay. It was so fucking it's, funny. It's a
1: very, very witty rom-com. Yeah,
0: and, like, the Italian-American culture in the yes. movie coming from an Italian-American family, my grandmother and, like, my grandparents just act the exact same way <laughs> as every single like older yeah. person in this movie it's so fucking funny
1: yeah that's what i said it leans a bit on the campy side yes but it's so well the campiness works so well with it yeah like it feels a bit over the top but everything is over the top so it just works and flows so well like I, you were saying this before we started recording but like you can't believe how fast it happens like they fall in love with each other like in the span of a couple of days and like it's kind of implied that they fall in love with hello (laughs) that they fall in love with each other because of like the moon or whatever (laughs) well
0: the movie just took turns i wasn't expecting every single time Mm -hmm. for example Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen this movie, but it has—it's been out since like '87, I believe. So yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna spoil it.
0: So at the end of the movie, she falls in love with her fiance's brother, who is played by Nicolas Cage. And the end of the movie, she's like, "I need to tell him that like I'm not gonna marry him." But then, fucking twist of events, he comes and tells her he can't marry her either. And it's like so funny because yeah. he's—what does he say? Like, "I can't marry you because, um." my mother would stay alive like his mother was dying yeah yes. but then when he said to his mom oh i'm getting married she suddenly like a miracle happened and she like revives <laughs> so he wants his mother to die so he's like i can't marry you because she's holding out for this right, wedding right, so yeah. we can't get married yeah. and the when i like checked how much long is left in the movie upon the scene there was like eight minutes left yeah and i was like they resolve it's gonna end
1: they resolve it super quick yeah and no the brothers shit. just sort of like well i'm marrying her now and he's like uh All right.
0: (laughs) Like, I thought he was going to put up a fight, but no.
1: No. He's just sort of like, yeah, okay. And it's just so ridiculous. Like, the part where Nick Cage is, like, when he first meets Cher, and he's like, I lost my arm. Johnny got a bride, and I don't have a hand.
0: (laughs) When he said, like, why him and his brother weren't, like, together anymore, not together, but, like, close anymore, he's like... I was making a bread. He asked me to make him bread in the bakery. And I looked a- and I looked away in my hand and I got caught in the slicer. And I have no hand now. I was like, what the fuck it's, is this movie? It's just it's such so a weird plot.
1: Ridiculous. The it's Wooden so
0: Hand funny. sent me. Yes. You could easily tell Nicolas Cage is wearing a glove with like <laughs> painted like fingers. And he's like, I yeah. have no hand. And I'm like, actually, you do have a hand because it's there. I see mm-hmm. it.
1: And also, something I want to point out um, a trope that I think this movie does super well is the makeover trope. Oh,
3: yes. Because 100%. it's the
1: makeover trope that Cher's character does it for herself. She yes. does not do it for Nicolas Cage. She does it for herself, which I think is a lot of the times the trope is like, oh, like I'm doing it to get the guy. Like she already kind of has the guy. Like she's just doing it because. She wants to, which is like such a cool. I was kind of shocked
0: because, like, shout out to the people that made this movie because Cher just looked so different from mm. the beginning of the movie to the end, and yeah. all that changed mm-hmm. was her hair. Yeah, it's like, her, like a makeup, the hair changed everything.
1: It's like a makeover trope where, like, instead of just like taking off a pair of glasses, like it's like, oh, she actually kind of did have a bit of a makeover. Yes. Like she kind of like Cher obviously looks beautiful in the beginning and the end. But she just has a bit of, like, um a glow about her after yeah. the makeover that she doesn't have in the beginning.
0: Yeah, definitely, like, costume design for this movie definitely, like, did the trick. She was wearing very, like, muted colors in the beginning. Pretty, like, plain clothes. Where she work? I forget where she worked. She worked at a family She works at, thing, right? Yeah,
1: she works at, like, a family um, bakery. Yeah, Like, so an, like very, an Italian type yeah, of like, bakery Yeah, very, like, gr-
0: wore a lot of greys, very, like, muted clothing, and then all of a sudden she put that cocktail dress on for that opera. Another thing, when I saw this movie, I was shook because, like, the same scene happened in Pretty Woman.
1: Yeah, mm, lots, lots of, of opera taking. Lots of opera.
0: And the same thing happened. Julia Roberts and Cher both cried watching the opera. It was their first time going, and they didn't expect to like it. And I was like pretty woman literally copied this movie (laughs) like how dare you share was the Mm -hmm. blueprint
1: she was um but i just i really like this story because like all these all the characters in it are like deeply flawed people and like you can kind of tell that in the way oh in the way that they sort of like interact with each other and like the over dramaticness of it all but I think, like, deep down, like, the movie is sort of saying, like, no matter how deeply flawed you are, like, you still deserve love. Yes. Like, at the end of the day, like, you deserve to be desired by someone who loves you back. And I think that's really beautiful I love Nicholas Cage's
0: cute. speech, which is basically what you just said. Yeah. Because she's like... The whole movie, I could tell this was going to be a theme. She kept talking about her bad luck. She mm-hmm. goes, I have bad luck. She goes, my first husband died. Like, I – and it was so funny. Every time somebody asks how her husband died, she goes, she got hit by a bus. And then, and then everybody's like, was it instant? She goes, instantaneously. Like, he died. I was dying in this movie. But, like, Nicholas Cage's speech of, like – love isn't supposed to be perfect it's supposed to fuck you up yeah. and like you're supposed to break your heart you're supposed to love the wrong people and i was like it's it is Nick it's, cage. It's very
1: cute like for all it's like over dramatic over the topness like it is very accurate in the way where it's like yeah like you deserve love like mm-hmm. no matter what's happened to you in your past or like even if you're still a little like fucked up now like you deserve love yeah thing so cute One thing i want to really. ask you
0: about this movie mm-hmm. sorry i keep talking i love this movie so much no, go ahead N- N- um nicholas cage's character's apartment because mm-hmm. he's so rugged like in the beginning of the movie he's so rugged he's like sweaty like he's supposed to be kind of gross like that's kind of the point yeah, like he's... he does look a little gross. and his apartment spotless <laughs> like so put together so neat he's got a record player he's a bird he's a yeah. pet bird just chilling in the corner of the cage <laughs> the pillows are lined decoratively perfect on the couch i was like this is nicholas cage's apartment yeah. I'm like it looks like a like a woman lives here well, i'm like it does not look good like a man's production apartment.
1: design it says yeah. a lot about the character without saying because then he goes the to the opera and yeah. i was like
0: nick cage's character is taking her to the opera mm-hmm. like but it's just such it's subverted my expectations
1: also, OK, before we go on to yours, when you're talking about the apartment, my favorite scene in this movie is when he just picks up Cher in the apartment. He just like grabs her and she's like, where are you taking me? <laughs> and he just goes, the bed.
0: <laughs> and then she's like, what did she say in the bed? She was like, she goes, oh, take out your revenge on your brother on me. Tell him oh, just that's... skin and bone. I was like, Cher, you naughty dog. Good
1: dialogue. Great Good dog.
0: dialogue all right
1: now jake
0: my favorite rom-com so here's the thing i loved i watched a lot of rom-coms this week so just to recap what did i watched i watched pretty woman i watched 10 things i hate about you i watched oh my god i watched moonstruck and then i watched when harry met sally all incredible rom-coms i just connected it's not the like objectively if you're saying this is the best rom-com like these are better This is below all of those. My favorite thing that I've watched recently is below every single one of those. But I just love The Summer I Turned Pretty, which is like the new like Amazon Prime show. It's based Mm -hmm. on a a book trilogy by Jenny Han, who also wrote To All the Boys I Loved Before, which...
3: I
2: have gripes with Jenny Han, but I'll get into that later.
0: Yeah. She's getting
2: her bag. I'll tell you that. She She is. is Yeah.
0: (laughs) But I have always wanted, because I'm such a big Taylor Swift fan, Mm I've wanted a rom-com with like all her music in it. I've, just I, listen
2: to the folklore album.
0: Listen, I have listened to the, I've listened to the album. I've like burned my ears out listening no, I to that. No, album. I know, I know. But I just connected so well with the summer. I turned pretty because I love like summer, like romance, Sounds like the summer romance love, trope. Summer, Obviously,
1: because yeah. August is your like favorite yeah, like, the folklore. Yeah, I'm, I'm such a, I'm such a summer sucker for summer for love
2: I'd agree. It
0: does love. the love triangle very well, and I will say with the summer, I turned pretty. Like I was expecting have it to be horrible. It? You haven't? Okay, well I you have. So this it. is between so me and all we'll this I'll
1: I'll observe.
0: <laughs> I feel like the summary turned pretty. I was expecting it to be horrible because like I feel like teen, like YA, like mm. shows have just done me so dirty it's very recently. Hard.
2: It's very hard to adapt to make it like to see it to read it and to see it is two very different things. Yes. So I'd agree with
3: you. The that. dialogue was
0: very some. good. Like I feel like whoever wrote the screenplay i'm sure they i don't know like were in contact with jenny han i'm sure she was involved somehow i know she made a cameo she pulled the stephanie meyer she cameoed in the ballroom scene at the end but all the dialogue was really good like i as like a 20 year old so i'm pretty close in age to all these people they're all about to go off to college i wasn't cringing and wanting to Mm -hmm pull my eyes out of my head Correct. like listening to them talk. Like it all made sense. Any slang that was used was like used properly in conversation. That's hard. That's it was a, ve- that's a I lie. was very <laughs> impressed because like a lot of times in shows when they're like, guys, let's spill the tea like I'm like,
2: Ugh,
3: don't say but that. But I
2: like to keep that in mind when I watch uh movies or shows cater to a younger audience. I'm like, I'm a little old for this, quote unquote. So it's like I keep that in mind when I'm consuming media for younger.
0: Yeah. Audience. So short synopsis of the summer i turned pretty basically it's about um, um a girl named belly and her mom and her brother stephen um and every year they're family friends with another family um who have two sons um jeremiah and conrad conrad which are horrible names
2: <laughs> what, is, what these names jeremiah's all right
1: conrad it's all right if you're amish oh. <laughs> they
0: aren't. <laughs> and so her name is Belly. They call her Belly, which I'm like that is a horrible nickname. Her name's Isabella. Her
2: name's Isabella. It they fits call her it character Belly. but
0: I'm like why because are you it kind of just Belly? shows
2: how close they are yeah. and like the family dynamic is like you know they're very close despite you know that they only see each other over the summer.
0: Yeah, so basically every summer cuz um Laurel is um Belly's mom and then um Susanna is the mom of the two boys. So Susanna's the best part of the show. Family, the best part of the show is the moms, honestly. So they all Are go they away.
2: Romance? They have romance, they but have not romance between each other. Um, it's kind of
1: okay.
3: Oh yeah, it's kind of. No, no, it's
2: kind of ins- like what's what's it called? Insinuous? Incestuous? No. no. <laughs> not incestuous, Adam. Do no. not say that. This is a well, family-friendly episode. Let's, let's,
3: okay, no, <laughs> all
2: right, we're gonna move. On. Okay, keep going, Jake. I'm Damn, sorry, I derail. This do episode real bad. is a
0: fucking mess. Everybody's been listening, like wanting to stop, but so let me get back on track. I'm sorry. So, basically Belly and her family are very close family friends with um like Jeremiah and Conrad's family and they're rich. Belly is not rich and her family is rich. So they all go away. It's sort of supposed to be like it's a fiction fictitious town, but it's supposed to be like kind of modeled after like the Cape or like the Carolina like area. Like it feels very New England,
2: very coastal.
0: Yeah, very coastal. Like there's one scene where he's talking to like um a massachusetts podcast so i i kind of have a feeling it's like supposed to take place on the cape so it's a love triangle story because belly has for years they've gone to this every summer they spent the whole summer at this house she's always had a crush on conrad but you know jeremiah is really cute but then there's also another guy named cam who's also really cute and I love them all. Except and it's Conrad. it's just Belly. Fuck Conrad.
2: And the reason why the title is called The Summer I Turned Pretty is because Belly, I think she turns 17 during the show. So, like, she's, yeah. like, blossoming into a young woman. And now she's getting, like, romantic interests. So that's kind of what the series explores. But it's mainly between her and Conrad and her and Jeremiah.
0: Very feel-good show. Um,
2: I personally hate the love triangle because they just make it too obvious as to who the better person is. But obviously, they still pair her at the end of the day with, like, the asshole character, which is that trope. I'm so tired.
0: I am tired of that trope. I, I, but I don't like it. I just connected with it so hard. I don't know why. I am not similar to any of these characters mm-hmm. whatsoever. Most I just, like, I was so invested. By the end, I was, like, crying for no reason. For literally no reason. And it wasn't even... Honestly, I cried, um, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, so skip ahead, like, 20 seconds if you are interested in watching the show. So, Susanna, the mom of um, Jeremiah and Conrad, is revealed in the middle of the series to have, like, cancer. Like, it was established- Incurable estabi- cancer. Incurable oh. cancer. So, it was established before that she had, like, cancer, but beat it. Mm-hmm. But then, she, it, like, comes back, and she says to Laurel, who's, like, her friend, the other mom character, they're, like, best friends- She's like, I'm not doing the clinical trial. So she's basically has that a may terminal save illness. Months. Yeah. So, because she's getting emails about this clinical trial throughout the show. So at the end, of that last episode, fucking funeral by Phoebe Bridgers plays Abby as they're all crying because no. all the sons no. find yeah, out. Yeah, because
2: everyone finds out at the same time. They all find oh
0: out at the same goodness time. Gracious. So there's this huge dramatic scene where one of the sons goes through her email because they start noticing that like she's sleeping a lot and like getting really sick. So... I was sobbing at the end when they revealed, but she does the clinical trial. She agrees do So all, of, the, to so do all of
2: that happens. They're all sobbing. This is the same night. They're all sobbing that, you know, Susanna's inevitably going to die. And they're all sobbing, whatever. Conrad, the the main male, and then Belly go off to the beach, and they have a little bit of conversation. And then they start making out. And I'm like, wait, after they find this Right. It's the oh, same night. Oh, my Conrad God. Conrad goes off to the beach alone. So that's why I'm like, this is so... Listen. What am I watching? I'll
0: defend them for one reason, because
2: one reason, one reason. I'm only, gonna need ten.
0: <laughs> because they were very upset because she said that she wasn't gonna do the clinical trial, but then she agreed to do it. So they were kind of like, oh, she's gonna get better. But it's a stupid, stupid mindset to have. But that's why they like kind of like turned around really quick because they're like, oh my god, like mom's gonna do like the clinical trial. She's gonna get so much better. But when I heard that funeral was in the show. I, I like how you like the show die.
2: for the all the non-romantic aspects, aka the music and the no, mom storyline. I, I, listen,
0: I do love the romance. I love Jeremiah. <laughs> that boy is a 10 out of 10. I saw so many tweets that are like, another show where a girl has a 10 out of 10 in right. her grasp, but she chooses like the and 7 that's what out of 10. I,
2: that's like the worst way to do a, a love triangle, is when they make a character so good, and then they make the other character so bad, Twilight. and then she ends up with yeah right twilight
1: <laughs> twilight <laughs> sorry to all my jacob fans out yeah. there if you even listen exist, twilight but... is arguably
0: the best rom-com
2: it's not funny <laughs> it's not so I are find you
0: laughing it funny. at am it supposed, it to, be supposed funny, to be funny
3: but it is
2: funny it's
0: fucking hilarious and don't even tell me it's
2: not right but yeah the summer aren't pretty is good
0: it's so good
2: the romance i'm like this is kind of
0: but i'll do an honorable mention because that's a tv show it's not a movie <laughs> let's see let me think i think my favorite one i watched was 10 things i hate about you of the four of the Mm -hmm. four that i saw this week which again was 10 things i hate about you moonstruck pretty woman and what's the third one when harry met sally 10 things i hate about you julia styles i liked her a lot she's my
2: it girl of the 90s i
0: loved her like she played that main character so well like i haven't loved a main character in so long i
2: loved her when i was younger watching it back as i was older i was like she is unbearable she is, Kat unbearable. is unbearable i do agree
1: i'm like when people call her out i'm like I, except for Joey, because he's kind of a bitch about it, but like everyone else calling her out, I'm like, they're kind of right. Like she needs to like calm I down. I agree that she's a
0: flawed character, but I still love her. Like it's I love, her. I love, it's I, it's I love, I love how she acted. Way. Way. Her, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the acting for that character was so good. Like Julie, I don't think I couldn't picture anybody else playing her. But her Julia dancing Tiles.
1: on the table. Oh, oh my god, she was. Yes, and of course Heath Ledger. Well, Heath Ledger.
2: <laughs> what else the to Ledger. say? What else Rest to say? In peace everyone, to my icon. obviously, everyone loves Heath Ledger. But when they realize he was in a rom com, they're like, "What?" Like, because, again, people think rom coms are dumb. They're silly. They're whatever. But then they find out Heath Ledger was in one, and they're like, "I wouldn't even realize." That. They're like, "That's the Joker, baby." Right. Right. So yeah. Heath Ledger also and I kills thought it. He was he's, like,
0: I didn't think I would like him as much he's as I did. Dog. He's so good, and in- yeah, I was. He's
1: extremely hot in that movie as Am- and Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt too. I love um, next yeah.
0: door. He's, he's just he so looked, cute. Right he door. is cute. He's like the cute factor. Like he when I was does. watching this movie, he just looked so young. I he's was I I wasn't like I wasn't like oh my god like he's so hot. I was like ah yeah. Like I
3: was like
0: he's so cute he's like so cute. he yeah. But the poem because I like so I've never seen Ten Things I like Hate About You. I knew nothing about it going into it. Which if you. You know, you should watch movies like that. Watch more movies knowing nothing about them. Stop watching trailers and reading things online. So I went into this movie and the whole time I was like, how is the title going to play into, you know, the story? Like the title always means something. And same thing with Moonstruck. When I first started it, I was like, how is the title going to play <laughs> yeah, into you're it? Like, and the moon, moon happened. About? <laughs> and then the, the moon, moon shows about? up. But then she the read titular the titular character, <laughs> Moon. <laughs> the moon, the lead actress yes. in that movie. But going back to Things I Hate About You, when she read that poem, I, it was so good. If you've never seen this movie, she gives it her all. She's sobbing in front of the whole class. And I'm like, Heath Ledger you did wrong
2: right which is like a very turning point in the movie because this whole time she's like this cold stoic unemotional unbreakable girl and then she meets what's Heath ledger's character's name i always keep calling him keith ledger i know me too it's so bad <laughs> anyways his character patrick. patrick patrick is able to quote unquote break her let her be vulnerable and i think that's the element of the movie that i really like
0: yeah this is also um as abby mentioned earlier this is based on shakespeare mm.
2: this is a shakespeare The Taming of the shrew
0: yeah so good. which is
2: <laughs> the
1: original shakespeare one and it's like if you do it like as is i think is a bit more offensive because like they're calling the woman the shrew the right, whole right. time and it's about like taming her and i think this one actually takes that sort of a bit of, like, it's a bit misogynistic the way it's framed in Shakespeare's time. I think it takes away that sort of misogyny a little bit in the way it's sort of, like, makes the characters here like
0: i like how independent she is yeah right. Yeah. she's very like much like holding her own
2: right but then she realizes it's okay to be vulnerable with yeah. people which is yeah an important trait to have so it's yeah. like yeah they're changing her but like sometimes change is for the better she needed that little bit yeah of change
0: right. well the her, character right. development's really good she was like, mean um is <laughs> right. mean but she's when mean. she opens up to her sister i thought that was a good scene when it's revealed why she's been so bitchy to like especially her sister especially her sister like the whole movie is because her sister is um going after her ex-boyfriend it's revealed to be and she had a very bad experience regarding um sexual intimacy with him because she um she says that she tried having sex with him and then she decided she didn't want to do it anymore and he sort of was not nice to her about it so I really liked that scene because, like, the two sisters had a little heart-to-heart. And this sister vulnerability. like, Kat's like, she's why She's just did... opening up
2: to everyone. Here.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, what's her name? Bianca. Bianca's like, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, well, I wanted you to figure it out on your own. And I really liked that. I was like, I'm sick of characters just telling people things in movies. Like, I kind of like when characters have to figure things out on their own. So. That's the
2: drama. And we're not even talking about the best scene. Heath Ledger at the soccer practice
0: when he's singing sings. Oh, yes.
1: yes i saw recently someone on tiktok got proposed that's that same way and i was like when is it my turn
2: <laughs> when is it my turn right and she cracks a smile and it's yes. like oh my god it's great but then here's another trope it was all a bet yes that trope that trope, that trope. That trope. It's, it was
3: all this of that. Is a good
1: one of that trope i think there were some very bad because it, it, ex- it
0: made sense it was executed very well there were a lot of like things to tie together for this movie there were like three different groups of characters there was like the jocks that were involved Then there's um Jo- um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character and his the friend nerds. were involved. The nerds, the nerds. Yeah. yeah. So the jocks, the nerds, and then Kat and The weird They're like
2: social rejects. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So there's literally it's kind of a lot to handle. So good on the um, But it meshes really well.
2: Because we figure out how all the characters are like related to each other, how they know each other.
0: Yeah, it definitely has the Shakespeare Vibe of all the plot points going on it. together, <laughs> and you can tell who the fools are. I think you can a, tell who they are.
1: I think a bad version of this sort of like bet trope is um, she's all that disgusting. I've never seen oh, awesome. that, what, so what I have heard name? good things. Freddie Prince Jr., Freddie Prince Jr., <laughs> love him, but love him. oh, that's it's God, not is that it. It's not No, role. Matthew Lillard is also in it too. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. yeah, and it's just it's kind of like, I don't know,
2: it's just like.
1: There are some cute parts, but at, like at the end of the day, you're kind of like, I don't know.
2: Because it's like, yeah, it was all a bet, but he actually fell for her. But then it's, I don't know. It's just, uh, he comes off very douchey the whole time, rather than him, like, feeling bad. He kind of just comes off as a douche the whole time. That's another, what's it, she's, she... <laughs> He's she's all that, sorry. She's all that, another transformation scene movie that it's like,
1: yeah, I know. You're kind of like. I mean she was like fine before really that movie really falls
2: flat i don't know how it became such a like
1: cultural phenomenon yeah yeah it has some very i will say it has one of the funniest lines in a rom-com ever where um she's the main i forget the main character's name but the main character is like on the beach with freddie Prinze. like he invited her to come hang out with his friends mm-hmm. and she like it's revealed that she's wearing like a sexy bathing suit and they're all kind of like whoa and one of funny funny prince's friends goes check out the bobos on super freak (laughs) (laughs)
2: like
1: what an out of pocket line like absolutely out of pocket so it's
2: very in trend that rom-coms tend to have some interesting dialogue because it's written by old people young people so yeah interesting i forgot that it happens
1: bobos
2: (laughs) in reference to your
1: boobs (laughs) because i love
0: in rom-coms the like when they're snappy i love snappy one-liners wit
2: Wit and chemistry is yeah that's why i love some things i hate about you so much because the banter between the two main characters is lovely yeah
1: this is she's all that just feels like the bargain version of 10 things i I hate about you
2: yes which is is so funny because there is a parody
1: movie that copies she's all that another teen movie which is actually a good movie yeah Yeah, which is
2: yeah it's very interesting it's one one of chris
1: evans first movies too
2: Mm -hmm. actually
1: very funny it plays at the tropes very well
3: yeah
2: um any anything more to add about Ten things i hate about you
0: oh just one more thing yeah of course so at the end it kind of subverted my expectations because a lot of times in rom-coms at least shitty rom-coms at least um (laughs) the girl forgives them so quickly when they do wrong which she does not because then the poem plays into it and she has her emotional moment and she doesn't forgive him right away and he kind of has to i mean he does buy her a guitar to win her i know men don't be buying because he uses the bet money yeah
1: but it's i think it's a good one because it's like he takes the money that he would have pocketed himself and he like gives it back to her to show that the bet didn't mean really anything but i appreciated
0: how it wasn't like an instantaneous like forgiveness Mm -hmm. because it happens in so many rom-coms and i'm like he did you so dirty why are you going back to him right away don't do it so yeah i appreciated it 10 things i hate about you i would give it a nine out of ten
2: Yeah, I I'd give it a ten out of ten. I know. Okay, well I'm very excited. Ten things I hate about you is my favorite. Like I always go back to it. But since Jake covered it, I would like to talk about to all the boys I loved before. Mm -hmm. This is a recent favorite. It is a recent. Um, it's came out a few years ago, 2018, and it was a book series. I did read the book series. Admittedly, I don't remember a lot of it because reading is hard. (laughs) Amen. I really and. Surprisingly enough, it's a Netflix original. Netflix adapted it. And so people have a lot of gripes, you know, deservingly so with Netflix adaptions. But this one is probably one of Netflix's best originals. Ever. I feel like I feel like
1: for what you expect from Netflix, it's like pretty good. But it's
2: not even good for Netflix. It's good.
0: The first one is.
2: I'd agree. The first one, oh my god, the first one, it's like that.
0: It tugs at my heartstrings. Like I don't know. I don't like Noah Centineo except in this movie. Right,
2: Noah Centineo. I don't care for him at all whatsoever. And I feel like a lot of people's hate against him reflects in the movie. So then people don't give it a chance. Which I'm like, shut up. (laughs) Um, but Lana Condor, she is like to me. She is like the Drew Barrymore of our era because she just has a lot of like. She's just a cute girl, and she has a lot of charm, and she lights up the scene a lot because she's very like I don't know she just has I, very I, girl like, next door very like yeah, she's just yeah. a lovely character I
1: watched it for the first time recently and I have to say she was definitely like my favorite part of it
2: because she's giving her all right she's so, given she's so
0: good is this her debut role or does she have something I before that because so. I, I think
2: this is her, her like blow really up that. role yeah. yeah yeah. but basically what the movie is about is um, her, her character, her character her what's her character's name I call them by their actors' names. I'm sorry. Anyways, Lana Conner's I'll, I'll look it up for you. Oh, thank you. Lana, Lana Condor's character, she writes letters to all, all the boys that she's had crushes Jean on. Laura Jean is the girl. Okay. And
0: then Peter Kavinsky. Peter
1: Kavinsky. So, what Jean, a douchey name, though. Yeah,
2: it has to be. Well, he is
0: douchey in the beginning, right. so it that So,
2: Laura Jean writes these letters to all the boys she's had crushes on before, but she never sends them out. She just writes them because she's a hopeless romantic. So she writes these letters and stores them away, and then her little sister Kitty sends them out because she's just a little shit. If, <laughs> my, if my sister. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah. After
1: I watch this, if my sister did that to me.
2: Yeah. I, she'd be dead. I'm right, serious. Exactly. I like,
1: I, I would not forgive her as yeah. fast as Laura Dean okay. forgives her.
2: So basically, all these letters go out, and. One of them is to Peter, which is, like, a crush she's had on since, like, elementary school. And now they're in high school. Peter grows up to be, like, the jock, like, the head of the school, super cool guy, super popular guy. And Laura is, you know, just this sweet little quiet girl. And so Peter finds out. He finds the letter, confronts her about it, and she's like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. And she passes out on the field, which is a great scene. (laughs) (laughs) And so basically they agree to date each other, fake dating great trope mm, fake, dating. Dating fake, so well. fake dating fake dating um they agree to date each other because peter needs to get back at his ex and La- laura how does laura do it <laughs> it's because
1: she doesn't want to talk to oh but, the right other because guy. she had another
2: crush another letter find out like that guy finds out and she wants to avoid him and it's her sister's ex-boyfriend that's her sister's, sister. that is her sister's yeah. boyfriend it's yeah. very it's, it's very convoluted. All in Right, right right it
0: makes a lot of sense but when you watch right.
2: it so they agree to date each other so for their own like personal um gain in a way but then they end up falling for each other which is like the best part and this is why i love it so much because there's another trope this is a recent trope i've grown to love (laughs) the trope of she fell first but he fell harder
3: oh right so
2: this whole time she's had a crush on him but now that she actually gets the chance to date him and this is like carried on through the other two movies is that now that she's actually dating him she's very nervous she's very scared she's very just she's very what is it i don't know like a newbie relationships because peter's like this cool guy experience experience, thank you
1: which i think is very cute because i feel like a lot of rom-coms don't sort of like play up that like
3: right it's like perfect right away yeah Yeah.
1: like especially high school rom-coms which is like yeah you're new to dating like it's gonna be a little nerve-wracking
2: so once they're actually dating, she's like, does she realizes that romance isn't all what she expected in her mind as a previous hopeless romantic. So I think them growing together is also a part of the series that I really love. Peter, I think Peter is the best um, romantic lead for her, romantic choice for her, because there's like some love triangle stuff involved. But like at yeah, the end of like, the second especially in the movies latter second, movies. Yeah, yeah, in the latter movies they bring in other love interests and they explore that. But at the end of the day, it's always Peter. Which is a trope I like. They well just work like at, right. well
0: together, right. I feel.
2: Right. So also the chemistry between the two, Lana Condor and Peter or what's his name? Noah Centineo. They have great chemistry. I think they, which just is look.
1: shocking. You right, wouldn't think Noah right. Centineo would have good chemistry with, with anyone. anyone. <laughs> well, right. there's
0: also I feel like this movie got a stain on it because at the time around the 2018 era was Noah Centineo's dudes. Leaks that and that kind of and they were very right. So that's what I'm saying. Say a, lot so, so, yeah. Yeah. a lot of all people, yeah, all over Twitter. Right, Do people looked to the last episode. It was Who all over Twitter. Them?
1: Okay, sorry, Girls. I didn't <laughs>
2: seek them out or anything. <laughs>
0: Girl, I'm pretty sure half the population saw Noah Centineo's unfortunate um, Snapchat videos. But yeah, definitely. Put but a that's what in I mean term. when
2: a lot of people see him in the movie and they like immediately write it off. And I'm like, yeah, why no. are Give you discrediting chance. her work? Also, this is a quick um, letter to Jenny Han. Why do all of your Asian leads have to be Asian? Like, why do they all have to be half white? I it agree adds, with you. It adds nothing to the plot. All and of this happens in the summer. I turn pretty too.
0: All of the other one too. Like they right. all are the same. And, and I'm, I'm like, like, it adds why? nothing to the
2: plot. Is, is she, she
1: herself Quezian
2: or is No, a lot of. Okay, here's the funny thing about casting. And this is kind of brings to the point where. I just it's got be
0: like, Real <laughs> notification, guys. So we're going to Real break. Oh my be
3: God,
2: Real yeah. B-reel break. Well, you can break. still talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah so keep going. basically. Um, so this goes back to diversity in rom com now. It's getting there but it still sucks. Um, because they for the Twelve Boys specifically, they cast three sisters. They're supposed to be Korean American. None of them are Korean American. None of them even look remotely close to each other. They're all just half white <laughs> yeah, Asians. Yeah, I
1: kind of noticed yeah. that. I was like <laughs> they don't really look. They too look nothing much like each sisters. Other. Um
2: they're all just half white Asians besides Lana. Lana is fully Vietnamese, which hey, this is why I love it so much, but, um, yeah, it's just, diversity's getting there, but it kind of sucks still, um, not much I can do about that, I don't know what to tell you, I just watch movies, but, yeah, um. But it's a good movie. It just has all my favorite tropes. It's it's very cute. It's not nothing serious. I hate when movies try to be too serious. I agree.
0: Yeah, I think they people, call rom com for a reason.
2: Yeah, it has I to think be people funny. like
1: sometimes want more out of a rom com, but it's like it's just a cute
2: little rom. Very cute, and it's, we're just having fun. So yeah. Um.
0: Does anybody have any favorite tropes they want to talk about
2: that we haven't discussed already?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I have a list. Don't mind my dog barking in the background. He's being rude. I have a couple tropes I have listed here. We have the love triangle we talked about. The secret billionaire is another one that I have I've seen quite a few times. It's where the rich guy, like, it's kind of, like, pretty. It's not a secret billionaire, but it's, like, a pretty woman when the rich guy falls Just in love. Just rich guy falls
2: for a poor, poor girl? Poor
0: girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, enemies to lovers. Ten things I hate I about you.
1: Ten things I hate about you. Oh, <laughs> oh! I thought we were still talking about secret, secret billionaire. I was like, no, <laughs> was the billionaire? enemies to lovers. <laughs> <laughs> enemies to lovers. Um, i i think enemies to lovers is probably my favorite i know we've already touched upon it but there's just something about hating someone so much and then being like i i love you it's the tension it's the like, like this isn't a rom-com no. but no. pride no. and prejudice no. ah! oh my god, oh, my god. Oh, enemies my to lovers right. excellence
2: yeah. excellence oh my god jane austen just gets me she sometimes. gets it yeah. she gets
3: it
1: that new movie? oh that one was awful i don't know if you've watched i watched it I was, like, tearing my hair out trying to finish it. It's awful.
3: (laughs) Forbidden
2: love? Do I know any forbidden love? A lot of gay movies have um,
0: that just because... It's just
2: so unfortunate.
0: Yeah, a lot of gay films have that, which is really not fun. I want gay people to be happy. That's
1: why I have a lot of hope for, as I mentioned before, Bros, the one coming out with Billy Eichner, because it doesn't seem like it's, like, a, like, you know, forbidden... It seems like it's just sort of playing on regular rom-com tropes, but just now they're gay which is how i think most movies that like add diversity into it should be it's like let's not focus too much on like identity identity like, just like, uh, just make it a rom-com right
0: yeah there's also a movie that came out recently i don't know if it's a rom-com but um the movie fire island that was on hulu with the guy from <gasps> yeah, snl I think
1: Bo and yang yeah, yeah it's both, i haven't watched that yet but yeah. i have heard that it's, it's good about, um it's a play on pride and prejudice oh really yeah it is
0: yeah it's about um queer best friends gathering on fire island during i think it's pride they go for like during that pride season because mm-hmm. fire island is very known for the gay, gay population gay. <laughs> oh. known for gay people yeah but i definitely have to watch that um oh another great rom-com we've not talked about the princess bride <gasps>
3: yes so yes! good
2: I haven't
1: You've watched never one. seen *The Princess, princess Bride*. Bride? Oh girl, you would like that one. That's another one I where like the wittiness is very much a part of it. And the like all those. Oh my gosh, I think I get so *Princess Bride*
2: confused shit. with um, *Princess Diaries* a lot. Mm.
0: I can see that because it's yes. just like the yes. names, <laughs> just the
2: titles. Yeah, no. that's it. But *Princess*, oh, *Princess Bride* is so good.
0: I'll just explain the premise real quick. So like, um, is it a farmer? Is the girl a farmer or the boy?
1: No, she's a princess, she's, as it yes. says in the title. <laughs> How stupid am I? <laughs> So there's a princess in <laughs> the voice. the the farmer. So he's a
0: farmer, but mm-hmm. when they meet, he is he like he's has like, like her a, servant. Yeah, mm. but then um he you know you're explaining you Abby
1: do it because <laughs> I can't it. I'm like this having a heart is attack. So this a princess. Her name's Buttercup. Very cute, and that she has this servant, and she like they like have a little romance, like and they like want something to come of it. And then the servant dies. He die like, gets taken by pirates. And so she's heartbroken. And so she decides to marry this, I think, either a king or a prince from another kingdom. And she doesn't really like him, but she, like, lost the love of her life. So she's just doing this for the good of the kingdom. So then on, close to her wedding day or on her wedding day, she gets kidnapped by this pirate bandit. And she's like, let go of me. Like, I, like, hate my life. Blah, blah, blah.
3: It's, it's the oh servant. It's the, the servant. Oh
1: yes. And it's so like they're like,
3: running away together. Yes, they're oh. running away together I now.
1: But like want. they get ca- like they get caught again and stuff and blah, blah, blah. But like it's just it's so, so cute because like, girl, everything's open on my computer. But like it's just like um, it's very much a good example of the soulmate trope because like they loved each other since the beginning and now they find they wear back to each other and they just keep on like getting torn apart and finding their way back to each other. You have to watch
2: I want to talk about friends to lovers really quick because there's a very specific way I enjoy friends to lovers. I like friends to lovers when they are friends. Mm-hmm. And it's very... <laughs> when they're,
3: when they're Gee, friends. I
0: wonder why.
2: <laughs> they're friends. It's very platonic. They, you know, they grow up together. They live their own lives once they're grown up. They date other people. XYZ, XYZ. But then they come back to each other because it's always been you type thing. That is the way I like friends to lovers. Because there's friends to lovers where, like, one, the, one party has a crush on them the whole time. And then they get together. Like, I'm like, whatever. That's, like, man, that's, that's a cop-out. That's whatever. So, examples. Love Rosie. 13 going on 30. Yeah, so they... The premise starts that they're best friends. But they grow up. They live entirely different lives. They meet other people. But then... It's like a Hallmark movie where it's like they come back to their hometown and We've it's always even been that about guy. Hallmark and the grip. I've they never have watched on Hallmark.
0: I, I don't watch Hallmark. I don't Hallmark watch it, Hallmark. but <laughs> I listen. All I know, the like every movie is the same. The Christmas season, they just have a grip. Talk about on middle-aged um, women.
1: No innovation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hallmark. Hallmark.
2: Hallmark. They've written the same movie ten times.
0: Yeah. Candace Cameron Bure. I
2: don't know who that is. The
0: girl that <laughs> plays DJ Tanner in Full House. She's like the Hallmark. Lori Loughlin
2: did them too, right? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. She's filming them from jail. (laughs) I think she's out of jail by
3: now.
1: She is. A jail (laughs) rom-com? I've never watched a jail rom-com. Me either. There's an innovation for you. (laughs) Yeah, somebody make a (laughs)
0: rom-com about people in jail, please. One thing I want to mention, this isn't... All right, I put this in the trope list. I wouldn't call this a trope. It's just something that... I don't know if it's like a trope for an entire movie. It's something that happens, and I get so frustrated. When there's a girl that just wears glasses... And the makeover is just her taking off her glasses as if she wasn't right. beautiful was so before. And everybody's like, yeah. oh, my God, you're so pretty. She's all that.
2: Princess Diaries, they just straighten it her happens hair. happens in Scooby-Doo 2, Scooby... Monsters
0: Unleashed. My favorite rom-com. A, my favorite yeah. rom-com ever.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: okay, but the Scooby-Doo one is good because they put her in a leather suit and <laughs> oh, have h- her say, who's your mommy?
2: That was a bit of
1: a story. That's good. You can't just that. That's hilarious.
2: yeah. Um. This, like, kind of relates, but watching back on a lot of my favorite rom-coms, they don't age well. No. They do not.
1: I mean, Some no. do? Not all. Like, I mentioned the John Hughes type mm-hmm.
2: of thing. There is a bit yeah. of a rapey
1: scene. Right, in, Pretty and in in pink. pink? Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Okay. D- not,
3: mm-mm. Yeah, they, <laughs> a lot
2: of them don't age well, so. Well, this is
0: why we're getting more diversity. All right.
2: And then this is one more thing that I wanted to touch upon with rom-coms. Is that there's no more heartthrobs? No, way no. Yes. there's not. Like, I'm like trying to think of some for the current day, but there's no heartthrobs. There's no. I have not seen
1: a Heath Ledger. No and Heath Ledger. I'm, I'm
0: Ledger. holding out hope. Listen, I'm holding out hope that the Barbie movie is good, even though it's not a rom-com. I hope they bring some elements of rom-com I into the Barbie movie.
2: <laughs> out of the male leads that I know are in it, <laughs> I'm like,
1: man. I like Brian Gosling. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't call him a heartthrob.
0: Listen, I don't there are no they, I know think no Ryan Gosling's a heartthrob. I don't know the whole cast, but there's apparently a bunch of different Kens and Barbies. I hope somebody impresses me. I don't know. We'll All see. the
1: heartthrobs we have are doing like serious Oscar movies. And like, Which who are, cares? You know, <laughs> good for them, but
3: like, who would you, can you do a,
0: a
2: for me? Thank you.
0: Who would you even consider a heartthrob right now?
2: Exactly. Um... I'd say Timothy Chalamet, yeah. but maybe I'm biased. I would say the
1: closest one is probably Harry Styles, right, but he's right. doing his little Oscar baiting
2: movies.
1: We're and stuff. I he was in am Dunkirk for Oscar.
2: <laughs> <bait>. <laughs> he's in a Marvel movie yeah. now, like
1: who cares. Listen, he signed a contract to do 5. That's a lot Marvel movies. They all going to come out within, like, the same It's like movie. a 100 million
0: dollar yeah. contract, yeah. which is Harry insane. Harry Styles,
1: get out of that contract. Do a rom-com. You will make so, so much money.
2: All right, I agree. People will flood to the theaters for that. Oh my God! Wait, there's VR heartthrob. This is a movie that I wanted to talk about and forgot to talk about. Can I talk about it? Of course you can. Yes. Fifty First States. Watched oh it. Oh last- my God. I watched it last night. Yes. It's so, <laughs> it's so good.
0: Drew Barrymore. You know Barrymore.
2: Adam Sandler. You know what's so One funny? Of Adam you best. You would consider Adam Sandler a heartthrob. <laughs> right, but, but he's in weird? quite a few rom-coms. Yeah. It's because he likes to be in movies with hot women yeah. that are in love this with him. Is, I'm okay, like, mm-hmm. this is a
0: phenomenon I've always just wondered why this happens. No hate to Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. Why are no, all these hot Adam- women falling in love with Adam Sandler? Because
2: women love a goofy man.
1: Pete Davidson effect.
2: Yes, it's the Pete <gasps> Davidson right. you've seen it, it happen in real life. Right. right. So People it's very realistic. Guy. They just like a goofy man. Yeah. But yeah, that movie's so good. It's so funny. It's so...
0: I love the ending like where cute. she watches the video on the VHS tape every morning. She's explaining, in the, of the sea. She's like, and it's like, you have a son, and she just right. walks downstairs, not knowing who her son is. She's like, okay.
2: <laughs> and it's like she falls <laughs> oh in God. love with him every day. Like, what? Are you kidding me? And I just love if,
0: well, if he wanted to, he that's would.
2: If he wanted to, he would. That's the that's the biggest mm-hmm. takeaway from the movie. If he wanted to, he, he would. He made up different personalities every day so that he could fall, uh, that she could fall in love with him, and. It's just uh, oh, so me good. Sad. it's great when it's great. men put in the effort. Oh, my, oh god. my god, when they actually like the women. That's oh! why I love a rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> See,
0: I just figured it out. That's why I love a rom-com cuz the men will somehow put the effort in. Usually, yeah. that's how the rom-com goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not realistic. No. Love all my fantasy. Yeah. Maybe, whenever,
2: maybe kissing Booth is realistic then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to mention whenever the trope or the plot line is like the girl's pining over the dude and the dude doesn't care about her, The Summer I turn Pretty. I'm like, Bleh. <laughs> disgusting.
0: See, the reason... <laughs> I will agree with you. Like the summary turned pretty the first few episodes. I was like, eh. But then as soon as like the Jeremiah stuff started happening, I started really loving it. because right, but when that like boy. the girl
2: is the one yearning and pining. Oh yeah. What am I, do I, I watching? I like when like, it turns again. into a
0: lesson about women empowerment, though. Not I,
2: to go back to Pride and
1: Prejudice. <laughs> no, you should. We could
2: always go but back. But the hand, hand clenched ah! scene.
1: <laughs> that so when a man yearns for you so bad, he mm-hmm. clenches his hand at the real cut of touching
3: you. Could have
0: There's something about a man's hands because mean, you know.
3: You <laughs> know. I'm not, I I'm not gonna go into mic. it, but a a good set of hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Jane, I, I agree. Yeah. I
3: agree with you. Anybody yeah.
0: want to add anything additionally to our conversation about tropes/romantic comedies?
1: God, I just media
2: deserves more lighthearted yes, things. Yes, I yeah.
1: agree. Lighthearted things that actually have effort and care put into them and aren't right. just being put out so Netflix can make a quick buck.
2: Right.
0: That's so true yeah
2: because rom-coms a good rom-com is hard to create you need wit you need charm you need heart and i agree i think it's easier to create like an
1: oscar Beatty movie
2: than it is to create a good rom-com right i agree agree. because it takes so many elements that are like sort of out of your control like yeah you can have the coolest effects possible you can have like the highest budget Mm -hmm. but if you don't have like basic good chemistry between your actors or just a good storyline, who cares? Who cares?
0: Somebody put me in a rom-com because I'll fall in love with whoever. I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah, how do the actors
2: not fall in love with each other? They do. That's <laughs> the Shall thing. Do? No, they I'll do. Not, they, yeah. Joey King and Jacob Lorty They dated before course. the movies. Oh, I, think. Really? I thought they dated after.
0: I thought they dated after as well. They
2: dated from the first movie. I don't know about the rest of them.
0: Maybe they fell in love on set. Yeah.
2: yeah. Because it takes a bit from like
1: when the movie is actually filmed to when it's released. So. True, true.
0: Yeah. Shall Anyways. we wrap up or any other thoughts i think i
1: exhausted my thoughts yeah. on rom-coms
0: yeah all right um first i would like to apologize for the kind of shitty production value of this episode compared to the other ones we are in my house it will probably be background noise my dog barked in the future this won't water. be a problem I did get water yeah Sorry. Lena had to get up and get water
2: <laughs> my, my throat was close enough
0: all right as always visit anchor.fm slash who cares pod for links to almost everything except instagram which hopefully i can fix yeah um we are streaming on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. paul likes some input um mm-hmm. and download the anchor app if none of those are available to you it's free and you can listen on there our instagram is at who cares underscore pod for um episode updates you can dm us with episode suggestions Anything you want to say to us, DM us on that Instagram account. Yeah. We will be listening. Or send
1: us the voice messages. Hopefully yeah, we, we already have one voice time. message
0: to be featured in a who cares episode. Maybe. Who yes. knows? Mm-hmm. Um, You can go to our website and send us a voice message and we can put those in the episode. If you have a question, maybe we'll do a and a episode in the future.
3: Mm-hmm. Cute, cute, That's cute.
0: That's cute. Mm-hmm. Um. Thank you to Lena, who's our first oh, guest thank on the podcast. You for this Nina. was so fun. That was I was really very fun. You like had
2: so much like knowledge and knowledge right. I, I know. was I was pretty nervous, but I don't know. You guys are like good good hosts. So. Oh thank you. You led the conversation thank very well. You. So thank yeah. you for having me. Of course.
0: I enjoyed this episode. It was more this casual, more, very messy, yeah, very but messy. it was very fun.
1: I love. I can't wait to like go back and listen to our segues where we're just like, oh okay, and now we're moving into this. <laughs> stuff. <You're right>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> listen, if that's not your type of thing, don't listen. That's the
1: charm of. Yeah. Don't like, don't listen.
0: Don't like, don't listen. Mm -hmm. Haters gonna hate. Mm -hmm. hate. All right. Thank you for listening. And as always, have a great rest of your day. And we'll see you next week because we're uh, releasing weekly.
3: Bye. 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 Bye.